It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're about to jump into some basketball talk as Auburn defeated Oklahoma. Also, since the last pod went up, uh, the Tigers locked up Bruce Pearl for life. And then we'll also speculate on the Austin Davis Rumors, what is Auburn's offensive coordinator up to these days? As we are always joined on Mondays by the one and only Lindsey Crosby. Uh, basketball does it again, my friend. Basketball does it again. Everybody has won in the last week. Auburn Arena has just been full of winners all week, and you love to see it. You do love to see it. You absolutely do love to see it. And look, the SEC looks really good in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. And there were a lot of highly ranked teams that lost. Auburn was not one of them. But Baylor losing to Alabama and Kansas getting run out of the gym by a red-hot Kentucky team. Kentucky seems like they are annihilating everyone except for when they went on the road and played at Auburn Arena. So you got to think, okay, you know, maybe you're not necessarily cheering for those teams, but I think it helps Auburn when both of those ha- things happen. But yeah, Auburn beat Oklahoma 86-68. to They never trailed in this game. This was uh, this was a contest that Auburn controlled throughout, right? Which was a nice change of pace because it seems like Auburn's kind of had to dig itself out of some holes based on you know how they played in the first few minutes of the game over the last few weeks. Uh, this is the kind of thing that you uh, that you wanted to see from Bruce Pearl's team. Yeah, one of the complaints that I've had, I feel like almost every week, is how we've been starting slow and we were we rely on that first bench rotation to kind of pick us up and carry us a little bit and. Started off really strong, like you said, never was trailing in the game. Right. That first bench rotation didn't actually go that great. And then you saw the starters come back in in the first half and just really start putting it away. We had a couple different runs that were like eight no runs, nine no runs. And I believe Oklahoma had a spot in the first half where they didn't score for like nine minutes. I mean, just absolute dominance from Auburn defensively in that first half and really just kind of set the tone and built the lead and then never relinquished it. Right, right. And the rotation, I mean, it it definitely favored the starters more than usual, which is fun to see. And I want to start things off as we kind of look into, you know, some of these numbers here. I want to give a nod to Alan Flanagan because Alan Flanagan is a guy that I have not loved his offense since his return. I've loved his impact on the basketball team, but he, uh, he was one for four. He just scored three points but led the team in plus-minus, which if you listen to the show consistently, you know I'm a huge plus-minus guy. I think it's the most important stat in basketball. But, yeah, he was plus 26 in 25 minutes of action, and he was one of four shooting. So, I mean, that just tells you what he is doing away from the basketball. Uh, he's setting guys up. He's playing good defense. And Auburn, uh, Auburn's playing well when Allen Flanagan is on the floor despite his, I don't know, his, his rustiness offensively I mean he offensively he's not the dude he was um a year ago I think we all can agree on that now as to why is it is it him coming back from his injury is it him just not really finding a you know a role on this team I don't I don't know what it is 
But the fact that he's still, you know, finding ways to help Auburn become better, even when he's not scoring a lot, is very, very encouraging. Yeah, you know, and one of those rare off nights for Wendell Green, we saw plenty of offense provided um, by other guys, by obviously the front court, 44 points and 23 rebounds, uh, and and really kind of doing it from everywhere. I think Jabari hit two threes. Walker Kessler hit two threes. I think I talked last week about teams have started to just sag off of Walker Kessler and leave him that wide open look uh, from three. He's taking those shots again, and he went two for four, which uh, is pretty it's a pretty good percentage there. Uh, but yeah, you, two, take you, know, that. you take that. You take that seven I, days a week and Sunday after church. Uh, I still wonder, you know, just big picture, like would you rather Jabari shoot it four more times? But I get it. I mean, if they're leaving you wide open, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and I think as as teams start to go back to respecting that three a little bit more, all it does is provide spacing for other players, right? Because part of the issue you're seeing is Walker Kessler gets the ball top of the key and there's nobody within 10, 15 feet of him. Sure. And so passing lanes are constrained everywhere else. And obviously, if he wants to drive to the basket, he's got multiple guys stacked up. So him continuing to do that is just going to open things up more for this offense, different positions. But, you know, 57.5% uh, from two for this team. Walker Kessler was nine for nine. Just an overall very felt like an efficient day. Um, 26% from three, Not you don't love to see that. But despite all of that, you drop 86 points on a top 30 defense. Never, never going to complain about that. And these are the kind of games that, you know, you, you play these types of opponents in the first few rounds of the NCAA tournament if you're a one seed. And this is, I think, what you should expect. And so, you know, sure, you need a little bit of luck to go your way in any form of tournament, uh, single elimination tournament, but... You know, having Justin Ferguson on the show Friday, he equated Oklahoma to playing like a, uh, you know, a, a Mississippi State or, no, he said Texas A&M or an Arkansas. And uh, I think that's an encouraging thing to hear, especially when you look at, it, it seems to have been a curse for every team, but Auburn and Gonzaga, if you're ranked in the top five, you're going to lose several games that you shouldn't. And Auburn hasn't had that happen yet. They've been extremely consistent and extremely aware of, um, you know, kind of what all is going on. So I, I think that's that's something you should ride home and be happy about. Hey, how about our guy, Zepp Jasper? He shot the ball six times. What's going on, Zepp? Shooting it six times. I love it. Three of six. He missed both of his threes, but uh, got through the charity stripe as, as well. So three of six from uh, for nine points. But um I love that. I love that he's kind of taking control a little bit more as far as, you know, he, he had several drives to the basket that looked really, really good. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask him when we chat with him again, like, hey, you, you shot a little bit more than normal. What was up with that? Yeah, that's one of those backcourt depth things that we have where, you know, like I said, Wendell Green kind of had an off night. You wonder if some of that's maybe lingering injury concerns from him leaving the Missouri game. Ooh, uh, I hope not. Zeb Jasper steps right in. Yeah plays more minutes has a bigger role offensively and while we don't have a ton of assists we only had 12 assists as a team we just saw that like every time something happens to someone the next guy steps up and gets the job done and ultimately that's what matters it doesn't matter how much you win by it matters that you won the game but i will point out that uh auburn did cover because good teams win and great teams cover that's right courtesy of our friends at uh at bet online Dot AG. All right, when we come back in just a moment, I want to talk about Bruce Pearl getting locked up for life 
um, that, that awesome video that Alan Green posted Friday evening. Hey, I, I want to tell you guys um, about this incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. Uh, my listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in your phone's app store and uh, use promo code SCORE and you get an additional 25 cents per gallon more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. It's silly. Get cash back. It goes directly into your account that you create. It's free to create a get upside. And you see the money pile up in your account. Uh, use promo code SCORE once again to kind of get that bonus uh, that bonus action early on. But yeah, you can see the money build up and you can take it out anytime you want. There's no penalty. There's nothing you know crazy you have to do. There's no hoops that you have to jump through. You can get it uh, wired to your bank or you can get it added to your PayPal account, or you can get an e-gift card for Amazon, or you know they've got a bunch of popular retailers there. So download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE. Also today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me. And Lindsay, I'm going to bring you back on this one just because I know you use these guys as well. But Alabama residents, they now have access to one-hour delivery of beer, spirits, and wine from local businesses and Fetch Me in the Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County area is now offering alcohol delivery. So if you're out or in a situation where you don't want to leave your house hanging out with your friends or family, or you're in a situation where you probably don't need to be going and getting more, uh, you can use Fetch Me and you can, uh, you can order alcohol to your house. How nice is that? I mean, it's it's an absolute game changer, and this is something we already use Fetch Me home delivery uh, for a lot of our meals, especially right. like... My family was sick the last week. We, were, we stayed home quite a bit. But um, being able to not only take care of food for them, but booze when the kids are too much. I mean, this is going to be probably my my bookmarked and most visited website other than Wordle. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, right next to Wordle, you can go to fetchmealcohol.com. That is Fetch Me's um, alcohol delivery specific. So it's a, it's a different portal and how you will buy food, but it's still the same great service. It's still local people and it's still Auburn university people. So be sure to check out fetchmealcohol.com and they will get you taken care of. I think it's an awesome service. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, Auburn, we're all just chilling Friday night, Lindsay. And then Alan green drops one of the most fascinating videos I've seen in a while. Selfie style video, Alan Green announcing Bruce Pearl. He's going to be an Auburn uh, basketball head coach for life, which is exciting. Um, some details of the video that we could break down if you want to. I just think it's interesting. But um, for once, Bruce Pearl, like, it didn't really seem like he knew what to do when Alan brought him into the video. But regardless, I'm tearing up watching the video because it's like, yes, Bruce Pearl's not going anywhere. Success at Auburn's going to be here to stay. Yeah, they're at the president's mansion. That's the backdrop of this. So they're all yeah. in, you know, shirts and dress coats and things like that. They're there for a reception. And at the same time they're doing that, President Gouge is inside telling people that like he literally just signed a contract to keep Bruce Pearl here for life. And it's one of those, um, you, you love to see good people rewarded for their hard work. And that's what this is. Bruce Pearl, when he got to Auburn, it was something where he didn't have a ton of leverage because of some of the past and, uh, you know, some of the concerns about him with the NCAA. Obviously, he has all of that is behind us. He has built this program to where it is. And you heard him in his press conference uh, Saturday after the game when he talked about, you know, he didn't rent in Auburn. He bought. They built their dream home at Lake Martin. Like, he is here to stay 
or life. His wife built a business and, you know, and, and so you love to see Bruce Pearl stick around. And I find it really interesting that he is currently paid more than Brian Harson. Uh, yeah. I mean, he deserves it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, and it's one of those, part of this is just the scale of, of basketball contracts to football contracts. It doesn't usually happen, but right. I mean, he deserves to be past, paid as one of the best coaches in the nation because he is. And so I believe he's somewhere in the top five now, I think five or six. Yeah. And he was pretty close as, to that beforehand. When I first, when, when I first saw the number Lindsay, I thought it was low. I think it was low. And then looking into it, you know, he, he wants to make sure his assistants are paid and, and all that. And so I, I get that. That's important. And it's going up like a quarter mil a year, something like that. And so, yeah. I mean, in the span of eight years, you're going to get what a $2 million raise. Like that's, that's pretty crazy to think about. But, um, I still thought the number was low. It was like, I saw the five point whatever. And it's like, I feel like it should be pushing seven, but Hey, whatever. Good for, uh, Good for Auburn. There. Good for Bruce Pearl. Um, this is a win for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, like you said, one of the things is more money for the assistants. And he actually, uh, r- reports came out that he had gone to the administration, I believe, last year and asked for some more money for the assistants. And it wasn't something we just saw Auburn announce um, a loss for athletics for 2021. And a lot of that was pandemic adjustments plus buyouts yeah. for former coaches. So I'm glad that he was able to get more money for the staff. And I think that kind of tells you what kind of person Bruce Pearl is mm-hmm. that he said, you know, I could probably, if I want, I could probably get that 7 million if I wanted, but I'm going to take a little bit less and I'm going to make sure my guys under me all get paid as well. Les Flanagan, Stephen Pearl, um, that they're all taken care of. Our boy, Chad, our, our boy, Chad. Yeah. Uh, Don't take know, Maddie's dad away from us, please. Maybe. Maybe Chad has the funds now to go horizontal when he does his videos. We'll see what happens. But, but no, just really kind of took care of the whole staff, took care of everybody. And then obviously in February, the board of trustees is discussing the bas- basketball only facility. Right. Because right now that practice gym is used quite a bit by a lot of different programs. Yeah. And I would like to know how normal that is. I mean, that seems crazy. I mean, for Auburn to have. I mean, what Graba's built the gymnastics team into, and then obviously what Bruce Pearl's done with Auburn basketball, and it's like it, it, there's a lot of folks sharing that space, and so I think it makes sense, like just from a practical standpoint. Because I was listening to, to you know some of our local shows here on Friday, and people were calling in asking some of the hosts like you know why why does they want that, and the host kept talking about how like. Well, from a recruiting standpoint, they just want their own stuff and, you know, you don't want to have to share it and yada, yada. I'm like, sure, that's probably some of it. But I think logistically, like, that's a big part of it, too. Like, you don't have to practice, you know, in between two other teams and, you know, be... It's actually it's actually three other teams because there's gymnastics, there's right. volleyball, and women's basketball all use the same right. between the Arbor Arena space and the practice gym. All four of those groups use the same two spaces. And so... This obviously causes issues, just getting things worked out. And then between this facility and between the football facility getting done and being able to move them out of the athletics offices, I think you're going to have a lot more space open up to do things like this without needing to do a ton of new construction. But it's going to give us a lot of options as far as uh, things for players to look at, uh, some of those amenities that you hear the high-level programs have, and really going to take Auburn sports in general to that next 
step when it comes to competing for players. And I would assume, like, if you're gymnastics or women's basketball or volleyball and you hear this, it's like, oh, great. You know, that's more of the stuff that we get to keep, you know, for ourselves, you know, and, and it's less kind of logistics you have to, you know, schedule with. So I, I think it's good. I think it's good for the program. But um, here's a fun question. So eight more years of Bruce Pearl. Does Auburn win a national championship in those eight years? My heart says yes. Okay. It is, I feel like once you make it to the tournament, there it's so, it's kind of like the baseball playoffs. Like your whole strategy, everything can work to get you there. But once you get there, luck is such a big part of it, especially yeah. in the NCAA tournament where it's one game. It's not a series of games like the NBA. It's one game right. and anything can happen. A guy can get hurt. We've seen that. You can see, you know, a double dribble not get called. We've seen that. A lot of different things can happen. But if you have Bruce Pearl for eight years, I'd like to think with the program that he's built, with the talent that he brings in, one of those eight years will bring a championship. Yeah, I mean, that'd be that'd be crazy. I mean, I, I can't see a scenario where a team is going to have a better shot to win it than this one right now. Mm -hmm. But still... Uh, I think I think so too. I think we get one by the time this contract ends. I think Auburn gets a national championship in basketball. I really believe and that's that. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And the fact that you can say that and it not be ridiculous is amazing as well. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, I mean, if we would have said like, okay, hey, uh, you know, when Bruce got hired, you know, he's going to win a national championship at Auburn. I'd be like, no, are you dumb? Like. Calm down. Like, I know you're excited, but calm down. But now it's like, yeah, I think he could. I think he definitely could. Um, and it, it, he may do it this year. Uh, it's just, it's so tough. It's, I mean, it's impossible to predict a, a, a bracket. I mean, you know, all brackets are busted within, like, the first day of the tournament just because that's the nature of it all. But when it normally, and there's always exceptions to this, but your elite eight are still are, are usually like eight of the top twenty teams in college basketball because the, the nature of college basketball, right, is the best team does not always win the natty. Like that's just the nature of how it's built. Right. But, but it's fun, so we're all like okay with it. But um, the fact that like you just got to get into the conversation and get into the elite eight, and then I, th I think there's a shot, and I think that will happen multiple times over the next eight years for Auburn basketball. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at this team right now. That's something where. We Assuming that everybody stays healthy, I think if you don't make the Elite Eight, we're going to look back and say, like, what a missed opportunity. Totally. And so, you know, I fully expect probably multiple Elite Eights. I would I feel comfortable saying two Final Fours and one championship game appearance, hopefully a wow. win. Yeah. That would be I'm amazing. not going to guarantee a win, but I think I'm pretty com comfortable in saying Auburn will at least make the championship game at least once. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the uh, protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. You look at the macro breakdown, very low in calories, high in protein, low in sugar, but it's covered 100% in chocolate. It's good for you. It's delicious. Um, I love having mine with a cup of coffee. You dip it in there. It melts just a little bit. It's fantastic. You can go to Built.com and check out all the different flavors that they have, ranging from coconut to Chocolate peanut butter to double chocolate to brownie. They've got fruity flavors as well. All at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lindsay, over the weekend, rumors kind of started swirling. Talk started swirling about how Austin Davis, Auburn's new offensive coordinator, um, has been away from the program, taking some days off. Um, it seems like the folks in the know are saying that it, it's he's talked about it with Harson, and he's just taking a, a few days away from the program. But that's not going to stop people from talking, for sure. So um, I have a few thoughts on this, Lindsay. One is, if he does leave, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Because... I think the clear backup plan is he promotes Keysal and then you bring on Trevon Reed to coach receivers. And I think that's it. I think you're done. And I don't think the offense would look that much different. Now, does your quarterback development change a little bit? Possibly. But I don't think we know that. I don't think we know that for a fact. So as far as like going into 2022, I don't think you see a whole lot of difference there. Yeah, this would be a different situation if... Austin Davis was a hot shot play caller who we brought in because we felt like our offense was stale and we needed his scheme. Mm-hmm. He's being brought in to teach the quarterbacks. And, you know, we actually all thought Harson was going to call plays the whole time. So I think the only situation where Austin Davis leaving looks badly on Auburn is if he's leaving, if he leaves Auburn to go to another college program where he doesn't have some sort of obvious step up. Yeah. So if he's, and I know the NFL is in the middle of the hiring cycle, news is breaking Sunday morning about Josh McDaniels, maybe going to the Raiders. I think it's something where if he ends up leaving Auburn to go back to the NFL, you really can't complain too much about like, oh yeah, yeah, this coach left to go to the highest professional level of of football. Um, But again, if he leaves to go to another college, I think that's a situation for concern, but based off his career, I feel like the only thing he would do is go back to college. So you have the plan in place. Go back to the Nothing. NFL. I'm sorry. Go, go, yeah. yeah. Just making sure I understand. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he went back to Seattle, Lindsay. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he was here for a little bit and then he's like, you know what? This isn't quite for me. And I mean, it's, it's, a, it's the same sport, but it is a totally different job. Being a quarterback's coach for an NFL team versus um, – Versus an offensive coordinator for a college team. Like it's just, those are totally different things. And yeah. the recruiting is the big part of it. Yeah. Is when you're a professional coach, you come in, you teach, you develop and you're done. And in college, so much of that of is building the bond with the guys in your room, recruiting them to keep them there, going out and recruiting new players. And like, I have to be honest, if I was a coach, I would rather work in the NFL than college too because too. I wouldn't want to have to deal with recruiting. I feel like there's a, there's a certain point and a lot of, and it doesn't happen to everybody, but there's a certain point where a lot of guys are like, you know, going out and trying to interest 17 and 18 year old kids to come to my school is just not necessarily my stuff. That's just not what I'm into. Yeah. And especially at the quarterback position where you're really starting when they're 16, right. a lot of them commit their junior years. And so it's something where, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got here, did some recruiting stuff with Harson and said, you know what? College isn't for me because of the recruiting aspect. I just can't do it. 
And if that's the case, I understand. Like I said, the only way I worry about this is if it turns out he leaves Auburn to go to another college program, especially if he's not calling plays there either. Then it's a bad look, similar to Derek Mason leaving uh, without a job. But I've also also talked to some folks that believe that he's like not officially – an on-the-field coach yet because they want Trevon Reed recruiting more than anybody else. And so Trevon Reed, for like a while, was the defensive line coach because they needed him to, like, fill the slots. And so that was part of the reason why, you know, some of these hires took a long time so they could keep Trevon recruiting. And I'm like, then hire Trevon to do something. And, like, just, yeah. like, if that's the goal here, uh, then, yeah, just promote Keysow and hire Trevon. Like, that, that to me, one, seems more fair and two, it's like, if that's what you need him to do, because I, I didn't love Bobo's scheme, but the issue was like the dudes. And so go get the guy that can get you the dudes. Like, is Austin Davis going to get you the guys? Like, is he going to like help you get, you know, better recruits somewhere? And I know the whole like, well, he coached Russell Wilson's attractive. And it's like, that's cool. I think Auburn's got enough quarterbacks. Like, I, I don't think that's really the issue here. <laughs> I think they yeah. need offensive linemen and wide receivers. And, um, I trust Trevon Reed to do that more. So I, I don't fully, I, I just don't think this is a big deal one way or the other. Um, it stinks, and it, it probably looks really bad. It looks really oh, yeah. bad because, you know, Harson uh, can't keep a coordinator for five minutes, but I, I don't think it's actually going to impact on-field results in 2022. This will be a negative recruiting point for a while. I mean, bo- between Bobo, Mason, and then if Davis leaves, Davis as well. But like you said, doesn't have a huge impact. The only question I do have is if Austin Davis does leave, Harson's your main guy coaching up the quarterbacks, right? He yeah. has to take a much, much bigger hands-on role in that room. Sure. And so you kind of have to wonder uh, what was Austin Davis going to bring that Brian Harson cannot bring to that room, whether it's because of skill or knowledge or diversity of experiences or just time because the head yeah. coach is always so busy. So yeah, that, that would I think that's the only guess. place it could possibly give you an issue is there. Is the time. Yeah. And, and I I agree with that. And that's what I was going to say before you said it. So, uh, cool. There we go. All right. So signing days this week. Hey, I'm going to be in Mobile this week. So uh, we're, we're recording this Sunday afternoon. I'm about to drive down to Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Hopefully we'll uh, have a lot of Roger McCreary coverage. He's really the only Auburn guy down there. Malik Willis is down there. I'm going to try to get a few quotes with him about Auburn. But other than that, you know, it's going to be a pretty, it'll be a little bit different of a week. But as far as the show goes, for audio folks, it it won't be any different. Video folks, it may be a little bit different. But um, we will see. We will see. Lindsay, how can folks find you, support you, hear you, all that good stuff, man? My podcast is Locked on MLB Prospects, available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Big week this week. We're doing mailbag. We're doing starting our college baseball previews on Tuesdays, uh, talking some Royals, talking some Braves, talking some National League East. So subscribe to that or each podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Crosby Baseball and check out the merch at aushirts.com. aushirts.com. All right, we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. 